0: You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Galleries, James Shen of...
1: Paint the Town Podcast episode 93. You
2: 93
1: Oh yeah seven more till we get to 100 man can't wait that's a big achievement seriously because
2: of, a lot of pressure on ourselves to do something special for that show you know
1: i got something in the i got something in my pocket you know i mean just in case but uh you know we're still figuring it out right so it'll be good yeah you know?
2: let's let it be organic you know like our show is we like it organic
1: definitely man um
2: <clears throat> oh dude uh um so I'm really excited. We got uh, uh, one of our Portland um, guys on today, uh, RX Skulls, uh, one of my favorite people in the in the business. Um, but uh, one of the images that he puts out is uh, teeth, like skulls and teeth. Um, reminds me, how's uh, how's your mouth doing, there
1: Oh yeah, man. I went to the dentist over the weekend. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's, it's, no cavities. You know, what I mean, no cavities, nothing. Just like, you know, they got to do... Your- you, remember,
2: you remember when uh, when you told me you had to go to the dentist? And you remember what I said? It was like, hey, no worry, because I was going to, um, you know, come over and check out the paint sample and everything and, and uh, watch the fights. And uh, as soon as I found that out, I was like, well, hey, dude, if you're going to the dentist that day, no worries. You know, you can, we can do it another day, you know, no problem. And you're like, no, no, no man, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was fine. It, it, like, you know... Like I said, they, they filled me up with, uh, uh, they injected like a needle, like this big into my fucking, you know, gums, right. Cause they got to do the deep cleaning because, uh, I haven't been there. Look, I haven't been to the dentist since I didn't have health insurance, you know? And, and I was just like, I'm just going to take really good fucking care of my teeth. And then just like, even like, you know, pick it up, pick all that shit out basically until uh, like, I feel like I, it's been a while and I need to go. You, you know, I mean, I figure at least over three years or whatever. Right. So, anyways, come. this is the eighth year now, okay? I hadn't been to the Neds, no. but, but, but no. I, I, you know, I've been taking really good care of my teeth, and this is what I mean, man. They want to scam you to fucking tell you, you got to go every single six months, man. Eight years, no fucking cavities, okay? Nothing, it was fine, you know what I mean, Let but. Let me
2: stop you right there for just a second, okay? Yeah. You, you get, you're lucky, okay, you have uh, genetics, you have good teeth, okay? Because there's some people that can go, my dentist told me this. He's like, you know, there's some people that can go months without brushing their teeth, get fur on their teeth or whatever, and then, you know, scrape it off, brush it or whatever, and never get a cavity. Or there's people like me who have uh, porous, uh, rigid teeth. And I'm a, I'm a damn dentist dream come true. You know what I mean? I'm, I've, I've had so much work done on my teeth, man. It's just uh, – anytime someone tells me about a dentist experience, I'm just like, oh. And that's why I was like, dude. We can do this another day. Like you're seeing the dentist, man. It's almost like it's – it's it gets a little offensive sometimes when they're cleaning your mouth. I know I've had experiences where, like, I mean, dude, they're just digging a little bit too hard. You know, I'm just like going, oh, God, you know, please don't give me that one again. Um, But, uh, okay, so the worst experience I ever had at the dentist, um, I get to relive and see every time they do a – uh, was an uh, x-ray on my teeth and show me because it looks so archaic. Um, the, uh, the root canal that this one dentist did, um, all the others are nice. And they, you know, they they dug in there nicely and clean and everything. And then there's one that just looks like a, uh, elementary school kid did the drawing or something like that. This is a, a destined sport. dentist? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was actually here in LA. This was here in okay. LA, in Santa Monica. I'm not going to say the guy's name because, you know, whatever. He may not be, be a dentist anymore. But, dude, during the procedure, uh, the, uh, the numbing was wearing off. And he numbed it up again. And then it started wearing off again. And the second time, I just was like, you know what? I kept feeling like he was... He was almost done. He was yeah, almost done here. And so I was like, okay, I'll just wait until he's done. And dude, I had tears streaming down, and I almost blacked out a couple times. Really? Uh, yeah. And um, and then he, when he finally finished, um, I was I was having like this these little like uh, 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 seizures, I guess you'd call them. Like I was just every once in a while, I just kind like of uh, like a like a spasm or whatever convulsions. Um, and my muscles the next day were sore from where how I had gripped the the chair that mm-hmm. I was sitting in. Like my, my my hands, my wrists, um, my arms, uh and my legs actually were cramping up. My calves were cramping up um by the time this guy finished. Um the and so I just thought oh, it. it's here's the thing though, here's the thing. When it comes to your teeth, this is for everybody, um get them That's taken you, care of. Right if you if you if you have tough teeth like me, you've got to, every six months, dude, I'm at the dentist. Because if it gets in your tooth, dude, that goes up in your brain and you're dead. I never realized that as young. My parents never taught me that, you know, growing up, brushing my teeth, hey, does, you know what? The cavity hurts, take good though, care right? care of your teeth. Oh, okay. What's that?
1: That's it. When you have a cavity, it, it does have some pain, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah I'm there's saying. all like, different
2: kinds of pain, though. There's all different kinds of pain. But as soon as it even begins to start hurting a little bit, man, get to the dentist as fast as you can and get that taken care of because it's only going to get worse. It is only going to get worse. It doesn't get better. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh it hurts I mean, a little bit. Maybe it'll go away. Go get it taken care of because it only gets worse. Holy cow.
1: Yeah, you know, anyway. So, anyway, okay. Okay, you know what?
2: Let's let's uh. <laughs>
1: You're not going to let me finish my story, man, about the dentist, man. Let me... Anyways, my point... Oh, yeah.
2: Sorry. I was having a... Uh...
1: <laughs> my point is, man, first of all, never fucking let a dentist clean your teeth. You know what I mean? The dentist was like, hey, I clean your teeth today. I was like, fuck no, dude. That's not your job to clean... They can
2: actually cause more problems. Yeah, I mean, dental
1: hygienists should clean your fucking teeth. I'll tell you that. You, you, you know yes. what I mean? You, you know? So, first yes, of all, it's like, if you find a good dental hygienist, like, you know, you know, there's some people with, like soft touch hands man they'll be real gentle yes. man and then there's some oh, dentists like who you know they're going to use the fucking you know the injection needle the painkiller and then they're just going to fucking work Get on your mouth you like, like it's a it fucking back. engine man like you know i mean they think they're like fucking pulling <laughs> shit out man you know what i mean and i was just so upset that day because I got one of these dental hygienists that, I, I mean, like I said, she she was, she had her like foot on the fucking, she had her foot on the fucking chair and she was just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you, you know what I mean? I was just like really pissed, man. You know what I mean? so I knew, at the end of the day, I knew something just,
2: was up. I didn't you weren't in that bad of a mood though. You you handled it very well. I could I tell mean, something was up though. You were kind of like, yeah. Oh, you don't like the sample It's a gloss? What the fuck? Yeah, gloss. Matt, what's the difference? Matt is more stuff in the paint. I was like, oh. <laughs>
1: no i mean for me really honestly it's just more like it's the principle of it man you know, i mean you're you're it's kind of like you're in the situation where you can't do much to defend yourself and this person's just like fucking your shit up you, you know you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> it, it just makes me mad you know that you can't defend yourself while someone's infringing like you know it's like they're your- raping your mouth <laughs> exactly man mouth rape
2: it man. is it kind of is <laughs>
1: But anyways,
2: I, I hear him at the door. Yeah, let's get off this. Let's get our bring our guy in here. <laughs> Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Dance, dance, yes, dance, there he is. On the oh. on the radio. Hey, what is up,
0: brother? How's it going? Yo, welcome, Mark um,
1: Skulls. Nice, says nice, your, nice, This is
0: your first time using uh, Zoom. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I, ca- wow. I came wow. in like 10 minutes ago. I thought I was ready to go and then I needed to download a bunch of shit. And so it gave me just enough time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's awesome. Awesome, man. It's really Thank stupid. you so much. Yeah. It's good to see you guys. Now nice. is that, I'm
2: guessing we're in your studio.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, no, I that's your to, living room. That's no, no. This is my, this is my studio. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you have a wife, man. Come on. You know, you know, Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, we're in the shop. Um thankfully I have I have Wi-Fi in here, so I was able to do it and hear a little more interesting stuff going on. Um, oh just for those uh, of you who are only
2: listening, um I have immediate space envy because he's got all these little cubicle shelves on the uh on the wall and oh my gosh, look at that. It is just all organized and oh man, that looks like a all great cubby spot. You're up in, for a- what's that?
1: No, I said there's all these cubby holes in the back, basically for uh, all these different types of, uh, y- you know, different types of tools and things like that. That's awesome, man. Organization. Well, no, what, yeah.
0: what are in those little cubbies? In this one, it's all stickers. Wow. Yeah, that's what I but thought.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: All different kinds. Like that was the only way I could, I could keep everything separate. So you know. I could probably have another two of those things and, and still, you know, and still feel like I need more. I'm kinda like a goldfish. Like you put me in a space and <laughs> I'm gonna fill it. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> that is awesome, man.
1: Where's your um, studio out of? Where are you at? Um where are you having the uh you know, where are you out of today?
0: Yeah, I'm in uh, Oregon City. So in the last year, uh, I purchased uh, a house with my wife and um so we're right outside the city, about a half hour. And so that was um one of the reasons for that was so we could, you know, be surrounded by trees and have this space that I could build a shop. You know, I've had shops across town and in my personal garage and, in friends houses and, and this and that and this after like 11 years of doing a little bit of everything you know a couple wow. years at a time awesome. this is really the best situation for me is you know i'm, I'm 200 feet from my house so it's like the perfect Ooh. amount of separation that's so awesome. it's like it's just enough to be inconvenient so like i feel like there's a separation hey, that's <laughs> so. important i love it yeah exactly it's important for me some people can work out of their living room and that's awesome more power to you but like i just can't do that so
1: no totally man i it's like you have to for me you have to separate your like space of like relaxation and also your space of work you know i mean for me at my house i have like different stations every single room is like a station to do something like i have a music production like room that's just like hey all right i'm gonna enter my music mode right now when i enter this room i have like an art room where i try to do random crap you know what i mean like i totally get 100%. that man and dude that's awesome you're out of oregon i'm actually really excited to talk to you because there's a lot of shit going on in oregon right now <laughs> right now too. Is, that where,
0: hey, is that where you're originally from where you originally I'm, from you know i'm i was born my dad was in the military so i was born in japan actually i lived the oh. first three years of my life there and then um, part of japan transferred to, transferred to a big what's that sorry
1: what part of japan just curious
0: uh, okinawa okay Yep, so some people would say that's not Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, like yeah. They're,
1: they're a different, uh, uh, I guess, group, ethnic group, I would say. You know, they have yeah, different, different language culture. and everything. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, beautiful there. I got to visit back when I was 18, and that was great. So after three years of uh, Japan, it was um, Maryland for a few years, then Washington for a few years. When my dad got out of the military, his last station was in uh, Sandy, Oregon, and he really loved Oregon. So he found uh, a place in, we found a place in Oregon that we liked, which was Corvallis. So I grew up mostly in Corvallis, and then when I went off to college, um, you know, I, I was visiting my girlfriend at the time, my wife now in Portland all the time, cause she was going to school in Portland. And uh, I, I just, we both knew like we love Portland. So we lived 10 years in the city. And then just this last year when we had a, our first kid, it was like all right time to like you know let our kid grow up the way we did around a bunch of trees with a nice big yard and it's time for me to have a nice big shop and you know so Portland's yeah. so beautiful so that's, man that's awesome, yeah.
1: the trees there are like what, what kind of almost overwhelming
0: <laughs> yeah
2: yes they absolutely are and uh, once you get up in uh, northern California and then Oregon and everything Washington um what kind of school did you go to after uh, after high school?
0: Uh, I went to a, a small liberal arts college um, and in Oregon. And uh, Linfield is the name, if anyone knows that. It's, uh, it's uh, in McMinnville. And so, um, yeah, it's, it was a pretty, pretty great experience for me. Um, I, I studied art. I tried to study computer sciences and, like, graphic design. And I just could not wrap my head around the computer science part of it. Like, I was all about the visual. And I couldn't do any of the coding or any of that math, you know. And so I dropped out of that part of it. And I just did uh, like an art degree with emphasis in graphic design. I kind of made up a lot of my classes. I had some really great art professors and they were just like, hey, you know, yeah, you want to do a class about logo design and graphic design? Let's just design it and do it ourselves. So amazing. I had a lot of really cool freedom at that school to do stuff like that. And um, I met some great contacts. You know, I, I, one of my art teachers introduced me to a guy who I ended up doing my design internship under uh, in Portland and I lived a summer in a shitty apartment and rode the max every day and uh, worked for nothing. And, um, and, and he had a, a graphic design business, yes, but also he did really large-scale screen printing. And um, so that really got me into screen printing. I mean, I'm talking screens that are like 10 feet long. By five wide, and like it would take two people, one on either side of this giant table. Yeah,
1: wow. pulling cool. the
0: by hand. It was amazing, I and heard it totally like that's crazy. Yeah, it, that was a specialty, you know, because everybody in the art world, you know, you got to have a niche to really <laughs> be able to do it, right? I mean, that's a whole conversation in itself. But, um, but yeah, so that really, you know, I had been experimenting with screen printing all the way in, in high school. But that experience for me really locked it in. Whoa!
2: Wait, you were doing screen printing in high school?
0: Yeah, we actually had screen printing T-shirts uh, as a part of an art program in our in our high wow. school. So like we there's a carousel and a flash dryer and we made t-shirts we didn't get to do like all the steps like our teacher kind of took more technical steps and kind of did those for us and then we pulled the squeegee and stuff but okay. looking in, in retrospect you know that's kind of how they had to do it i mean there's also there's like chemicals involved in screen printing so they yeah. were kind of protecting us you know 16 year olds from that shit too probably liability wise to be honest <laughs> but um they love this yeah. smell shit they have to oh, help it it can be brutal yeah but uh so we did some of that, and then I loved it so much. By um, it was like maybe my 18th birthday, and my girlfriend and my parents bought me the same screen printing kit that year for my birthday. Like they didn't know each other, but I've been talking about screen printing so much that both of them independently were like, "Oh, I'm gonna get him this kit." So huh. again, that was like a big you know jump for me. And then you remember what the name later, that kit was?
1: Just curious. It was yeah,
0: yeah, it's a speedball water-based kit, fifty bucks for the kit. You know, it's got everything you need to really get your feet wet. Which I tell people when they say, "Like, how do you screen print?" I'm like, "That's a whole long conversation. I can't, I can't DM you how to screen print, but get no, a no burning the back.
2: screen and everything. No, uh-huh.
0: it's, yeah, it's way too much. And and I mean, it's one of those things too where like I've spent eleven, you know, fifteen years learning how to do it by a trial and error. You know, I didn't go to school for it, you know, and so I also have like a little bit of a a old man inside me that's like, I'm not going to just tell you how to do it. You got to earn it yourself, kid, you know, so, but, but yeah, I will tell people, you know, kit is the best way to start because everything works, you know, you might have an ink that doesn't work with this emulsion or doesn't work with this exposure unit or doesn't work with this, you know what I mean? And so when you buy a kit, you know that everything's compatible. So um, that was a great way for me to start, you know, it's water-based ink. There's no chemicals, there's no solvents no uh, toxic fumes. Um, so I was just printing on t-shirts and printing on paper. And um, it's, you know, it just slowly started that journey of, you know, that trajectory from where it kind of just blasted off.
2: I gotta tell so you that. When did the first sticker come along?
0: The first sticker came along in 2010. Um, and uh, so right when you got started, LA Street Art Gallery, yeah? 2010? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, it was uh i had gone in 2009 my wife and i uh we went on a stereotypical european backpacking trip after college and uh so i was photographing a lot at the time i'm not a natural illustrator by any means i use things you know what i mean like uh high school image for example is a photograph that i took in the museum of history in london So I I would take pictures of of filigree on old architecture or statues or animals or whatever people. And I would use those as a way to like get started on an image. So I had this whole bank of photos. So when I was traveling all these different countries with uh, my wife, uh, I was taking photos all the time. And I tell people this, you can go in a lot of cities in the United States, you can go through your whole life and not know about street art. It can be completely white noise, right? But when you're (laughs) in Europe-
1: white noise,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: In (laughs) Europe, you can't ignore it. It's a fucking impossible, like, which is great. I mean, it's fucking everywhere. And so I started seeing it and I was just like, oh my God, this is incredible. It's everywhere, it's amazing. And I subconsciously started training my mind to look at things I wouldn't normally look at when I was back in my own city. So I got back to Portland, And I started looking at the backs of street signs and the sides of electrical boxes and at bike racks and in alleyways. And I was like, oh my God, it's here too. And so that's what spurred me on to start uh, doing it myself. Cause I was like, oh, I see these people. And I was studying graphic design and I I had a job in graphic design at the time. So I'm like, you know, so I kind of took the graphic design bit and I took the screen printing and I just kind of put them together and um, started getting up. And I, I got up maybe six to eight months in Portland before I met anybody and that was great oh, wow. because it gave me a little bit of cachet just enough so that the people who i did meet were like oh, okay you're okay I'm, i can trust you because i've seen that you've been getting up for half a year <laughs> that's right you've seen your work that's the <laughs> yeah. best thing you
2: can hear as a graffiti artist or street artist is oh i've seen your work you're like ah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly right now that's where right. did where did the uh, where did the skulls come from
0: Yeah, so the original skull, um, everything I've done is based off of one single skull. There was a museum, uh, the Museum of History in uh, London, um, and there was a display on evolution, which is gone now, unfortunately. I've tried to track the skull down for years, and I have not been able to track it down. But um, it was this particular skull and this glass case. And if you've taken photos through glass cases before, I mean, I had an SLR, But, like, you can't get good, clear, nice photographs, especially for what I was trying to use. And somehow I got this incredible, glare-free, crisp, clean photo of the skull. And it was just this one angle. And and I just loved the photo. Like, there was something about the way that the teeth had been eroded and the angle that I got and the kind of decay. And I just was like, I started using that photo in pieces of art even before I graduated college Um, because – you know, I don't know, I just it would kind of sprinkle it into things. And so when I was like, ooh, I wanna get it in on this sticker thing that these other people are doing, it was like a tester image. It was like a, I'm just gonna use this because I'm familiar with it, you know? And so I just half toned it and screen printed it. And then I started like, I don't know why, but I started playing with block printing. And that was really the big, uh, big change for me and the evolution for me to get me over the hump of like, how can I make this mine and not just a reproduction of like an image that I took. And right, so right. carving it—that was really what got the momentum going. I just kept carving it over and over and over and over and over, hundreds of times, until it just transformed into this really graphic image. Um, and, just just uh, let the and audience
1: know—I didn't know what block printing was before. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, linoleum
0: block printing. Yeah, it's yes. actually right. like
1: kind of like when you make a stamp or something mm-hmm. like that, like a rubber stamp, yeah. which is kind of like a stencil in a way. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna. There you go. There's one of the tools audience. you just
0: grabbed with it It's like a really big one that I'm working on. There you go. And this is like I use this little tool here and just carve away little bits. And it was, you know, the first few years, I wasn't really utilizing the process for the aesthetic. It was just like a way to transform the image in an organic way that I wasn't fully controlling. So, like, you know, and, and still it's still like that, but I utilize the method a lot more now. So it was just like I'm just gonna chip away at this and then carve away all the open bits. And then I started realizing that, that block par- that block carving aesthetic was what was unique about my work. So I was like, I need to utilize this more and embrace it more. And that's yeah. when I started like doing the more decorative carving where it's like these little squigglies that I, you know, weave through the work that accents certain ridges and shadows and this and that. And and so that was, and that wasn't until like 2016 when I really was like, oh, shit, I need to be focusing on this. And uh, <laughs> so that was, that recharged my project again. And, and so.
2: Absolutely, man. I remember noticing the, the changes in the development as you were going along, man. And uh, you know what, just for uh, all of the artists out there who are watching, um, you know, you don't have to be um, a good drawer, you know what I mean? Um, right. And just the uh having the eye for the design and then finding um just like rx did finding your um your medium Mm -hmm. that's all it comes down to is finding the medium that that uh gives the effect that you're looking for and experiment you know and just experimenting with all these different mediums and everything and um so that's uh you know that's how this came about man i've seen the evolution happen over Uh through the years man it's been cool watching it
0: thank you thank you it's been fun i mean that's the key right it's like as long as you're having fun and you're evolving in a way that keeps you interested, then it's not work and it's a release and it's therapy and it's you know it just keeps you moving forward right so. yeah
2: absolutely i I always tell people you know i'm I feel very fortunate um you know i'm fifty one years old now, and uh James likes to joke about my uh <laughs> nice uh, to be in a, boomerness and everything but you know uh i have to you know keep my mind occupied and everything from now on otherwise it starts atrophying and you know normal people have to do like you know these word puzzles and stuff like that but as an artist all i gotta do is just sit down and, and do a drawing or cut a stencil or something like that and it's, it's accomplishing the same thing so uh you know i, I really I'm feel gonna, fortunate to be able to do that what was, what was that, that a, james
1: I was able to, um, pull, find the actual, um, here, let me see here. See, check this out, man. If you're for the listening audience, we going to pull up the video right now. Yep. Um, cool. this there is, it is like, uh, just when, when you carved it onto, a, like this is an image of a poison bottle with the with a skull on it. And it's a, it's a boomerang washing it out, man. This, these are amazing, man. I had no, I had no idea, man. I mean, uh, man, we got to post your stuff more, man. This is this is very, highly detailed man a lot of this stuff and you know you. and um man i mean you know it's so cool that it's actually a you, you know what, what kind of like super stood out to me is that this is actually a real dude man like yeah. <laughs> it's a skull of a real <laughs> guy like somewhere <laughs> yeah. in line you, you know yeah. what i mean it's kind of blowing my mind right now like this he, guy's he, probably yeah do you remember if it was some like you know prehistoric skull or something like that you you, you know
0: I don't I wish I did that's one of the reasons I've tried to track it down so many times and when I talked to the museum curator they basically said that you know in England and probably in a lot of countries there's all these artifact artifacts that are numbered and categorized and then they're just swapped from institution to institution and so they were like realistically that school you're talking about could be anywhere in England or who knows where if it's a uh, you know cross-country kind of a dealio so so yeah it would be really hard for me to tell um I, i've stared at it for so many years that i'm confident that if i did look through the archives for long enough i could probably find it <laughs> i haven't <laughs> found it that board yet so, but, the know. holy grail you know what i mean it's <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: yeah. i'm yeah. over
1: here trying to find it on google images man i'm pretty sure you
0: already you haven't changed James well, do question uh, to find this thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Find it someday. We'll see. But maybe man, I no, can, I love it maybe maybe because, like,
1: stickers to me is kind of like um, a lot of times it's like the first step of like your street artness. Like uh, somebody like sure. getting up, yeah. like you know what I mean? It
2: was but, was for yeah. me.
1: Yeah, and then it's kind of like. It's your, it's your like street art one hundred and one in a sense. It's like your thesis project. Like your, your
2: business card, it becomes your business yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, you yeah exactly. The guys, you know what I mean? It's like, like oh yeah, I know this one. Um, yeah. actually, one of my favorite ones that I uh, that I just got from um, from RX is uh, on my computer here. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> it says, "Wash your skulls."
1: <laughs> I love. <it. clears throat> uh dude that's all and you also did our um paint the town podcast stickers man right so yeah, dude, I did, man, was, did. Dude, those people love those man people want those for uh, okay. you know people want me to send those all over the world for free man I'm like look dude these are such like <laughs> beautiful pieces of art man like uh you know I mean you, you gotta like you know you know you gotta send us well like, here's the
2: difference what I've noticed a lot of stickers that I've used in the past um they'll do like a film printing on whatever and then you'll have a a sticky back into it or whatever it might be nylon or whatever but um can you explain your your process for us
0: yeah yeah so you know and, and and that's the toughest thing for me is kind of uh illuminating how we do our work so that people can best utilize the process because a lot of times people are just used to digital stickers or they're you know and, and they're not used to like hearing the details behind it and i'm a wordy person by nature <laughs> but like i also feel that it's, a, it's important to let people know how it works because if you know how it works you can design something for it and it's just so much better in the long run so i end up having a lot of conversations with people about screen printing to the point where we're working on like um uh, making a really fun silly but informative video about the shop and um, how we make things so that it can, you know, it can be fun and you can enjoy it if you don't give a shit about making your own stickers, but it's also really informative in that way. We screen print everything by hand. So it's oh, like you know, a lot of people are more familiar with that, with t-shirt printing. It's the same thing, except instead of on a big swinging carousel press that you might've seen with these heads that come down, we just have a table press. And um, at some point, if you want, I'm on my laptop, so I can give you a tour of the shop. Oh, that'd be you- awesome! Yes, 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 yes so, definitely. Yeah. So basically, everything is, um, you know, we have silk screen mesh, aluminum frame screens, and we chemically expose the image into the screen with photoemulsion, and uh, and we literally have a stencil on a screen that we can just squeegee ink right through onto the substrate. So it it basically it means that instead of a little printer head, just like De- 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 feeding a little bit of tiny thin ink on a substrate it's like we are literally scraping ink pigment onto vinyl and so you have something that's weatherproof you have really rich colors really bright fun colors we can mix things on the press and get really and you cool can effects feel it. you can yeah. feel it you can feel you can it. feel yeah, the the textures yeah. Of <laughs> the you, ink you
1: know you know what i mean stuff. look absolutely I, First of all, you got yourself uh two a, a couple orders because I make these little uh, for my DJ thing. I have these nice. little like uh vinyl stickers, right? I can't yeah. feel anything, and I mean, although it looks cool, you can't yeah. it, you can't really like understand the difference between the quality of the Paint the Town podcast sticker through the screen, man. Like you, you know, because right. literally it's a it's a 3D thing that you can't feel. And when I saw those stickers that Teach had, I was um, for the Paint the Town podcast. I was like wow these are fucking works of art man you know what i mean so just they just you know, they last the God. design
2: lasts for years i had a, i had some stickers made with uh, like a little teach piece cross on them and i put them on the back of my phone they're uh-huh. like a red teach piece cross and then within i don't know maybe a couple of months or something like that the color had totally faded mm-hmm. and I, so i put one of uh, rx's stickers on the back of my phone and it outlasted the phone like it was it still looked like it did the first time i put it on there when Mm
0: -hmm. I was done with the phone so let me ask you now
1: for stickers like how many colors have you done for a sticker
0: mm -hmm. yeah it's a good question i have gone as far as i think four colors is the most i've screen printed for a Mm -hmm. sticker um you know after that like i'm a pretty impatient person which is why it's it's like I, i i have the fact that i have the studio now after 11 years has just made it that much worse for me and my patients. Because like, if I have an idea, you know, I can sneak out after the kids asleep, or, you know, on a workday, I can take an hour break in the middle of doing jobs, and I can just knock something out. And that's amazing. But it's also very enabling. So, um, you know, but like, I would get I will get a little bit like impatient after four colors, four is kind of my max. And when you get to four, the cool thing is, you can break an image down into four separate clean colors and really make them pop or you can do four color process which is a cmyk printing essentially you're layering you know half plates in cyan magenta yellow and black and those low opacity inks you know, hitting each other at certain angles are gonna produce thousands of colors and you can make a full color image out of those four color plates. So wow. um, I've experimented with a lot of different stuff. Yeah, and for some imagery, it just makes sense to do four separate clean colors. Um, but for other images like a photograph, for example, you have to do the CMYK process printing and able to get that effect. So, um, but yeah, to answer your question, four is the most I've gone with my process. Um, you know, and, and people in the sticker world are starting to, this like secret starting to get out. So I'm not like, you know, keeping it close <laughs> to my chest as, as much as I would have five, six years ago. But um, the ink I use is heat cured onto the vinyl, which means it bonds. It's essentially you're bonding plasticky ink onto a plastic material. So it's, yeah. that's one of the reasons it's so much stronger than the traditional way of printing solvent ink onto vinyl, which eventually will scratch off with yeah. enough wear. And that's why um, digital printers always use always use lamination over the top of your sticker because if they didn't laminate that sticker, that ink would scrape off too. Dang, so this guy knows stickers, so
1: much, man. I, I, no, no, let me tell you <laughs> it's something. Got a lot because, of
0: trial and error. Yeah, because from just from a,
1: uh, from a from a chemist perspective, actually huh. mixing these inks and different types of things, it's really interesting because a lot of people, uh, um, like like you just said, let's just say you want to print. Um, on an acrylic sheet like a like you know you have to use actually acrylic resin based ink to yeah. actually adhere to the substrate of acrylic sheet you know so there's a huge science behind it actually and there's a huge art behind it too because it's a lot of trial and error of like hey okay I want to get something on the fabric now fabric is like not uh, uh you know it, it's wobbly i mean you, you know you can crinkle it right so it's just like there's so much like kind of like a personal touch that the screen printer does and you know we just wear these t-shirts and everything like that but there's like different types of ink like this one's like a water base like you can't feel it you, you know yeah. what i mean and uh it's just so it's just so much uh knowledge man and you, you know it's kind of crazy because. Screen print t-shirts weren't a thing like a hundred years ago. And now they're like basically everybody like wears them as like common thing. You know what I mean? So like I think that changes like screen printing is actually one of the biggest changes in like our fashion, like in the past like a hundred years. You know what I mean? Like, you know, people do everything. It's like, hey, you have a a crew and now you all sprint print your t-shirts and now uh, you know you represent you make statements with your t-shirts you know fans it's a huge thing for their merchandise man so uh, like i said man major props man super high quality stuff from, from Eric, man
0: thank you thank you and well, i love what you said about t-shirts too is i mean and shepherd fairy's known this for a long time but like t-shirt getting like printing t-shirts that's bombing like that's getting up you're getting up when you're doing t-shirts and i mean you're so any street people. artist is, you know yeah exactly i mean that's not gonna get buffed you know what i mean like they're gonna be walking around (laughs) all over for years wearing that that's gold man those are gold ups and people don't realize that like people think you know very 2d when it comes to bombing a lot of times it's like a sticker a poster a stencil and it's like you know we've done some weird shit you know over the years to go bombing it's like a t-shirt's great a bandana's a, a hat you know a pin a patch I've screen printed on beer coasters and just left them in bars. You know what I mean? That's (laughs) bombing too. You know? I mean, I've done like coins. You know, had coins made and left them in tip jars. And so I love it when people get creative with bombing because it's like it's not one defined thing and it never will be. It's like it can. It's up for interpretation. That's what keeps it so no rules. No rules. Up to the
2: artist's interpretation. Totally. When was uh, when was the first time you got up in Los Angeles? In LA, it was when
0: I. Hung out with you. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was my first time um, bombing in LA, and uh, and I haven't been back since. That was my only time I've been uh, getting up in LA. So that was what yeah. about three years ago? Oh
1: man, give us that. some stickers, man. We'll we'll get, we'll get that taken care of, man.
0: <laughs> I love it. Don't tempt me. Yeah, you'll get a stack like this. <laughs> actually, yeah, this is a, a
1: too, good time. Yeah. This is a good time to actually promote our uh, Patreon. Actually, because if you join our Patreon,
0: <clears throat> even if you. Yeah.
1: Uh, anybody who joins i mean there's ranges of your business all the way uh to you if you're personal you know five bucks a month and up to like you know if you're a business we can create a partnership but the point is that you get free stickers monthly and i i send them out man and the artists want to have uh you know people promote their stuff so people send us stuff and then like if you're our patron you get monthly stickers man so i mean like it doesn't get better than that so i mean i'm sure i'm gonna get some from uh, rx and i'm gonna get some printed of the uh my music stuff man and uh, i've been sending that out as well too to our patrons so uh shout out to our patrons man thank you guys for supporting us man um but but back to what i'm saying about stickers man i mean talking about getting up man stickers i think uh you know that's when i first started hearing it. it's like the sticker war you know you would see like the, when i was like in middle school man you'd see like oh he's won
2: them Eric's has won the. Uh, there's like a competition. What was that? Can you
0: tell us about that? Yeah. 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 Well, um, you know, Bomit. Most people in the sticker scene know about Bomit. Bomb um, has done a sticker artist of the. It was sticker artist of the year for years, and now it's sticker bomber, um, because it kind of wanted to more focus on like not just like who's making sticker art, but like who's getting up. Like, getting like, it up. Right? That's yeah. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Right. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, first couple years into the thing, like two years in, I think. And that was when scam, my friend scam here in Portland won. And, um, I was right up there behind him. It was great. I was kind of tapping him on the shoulder and, um, and then the next like three years or so I was just runner up like every year, runner up, runner up, runner up. What's the competition rules on this? It's, you know, it it's, mostly um, organic yeah it, it, it was it was changing but like mostly it was like who who in the scene it was mostly people in the scene only you know who is gonna like throw your name out there and vote for you because they've been following you and seeing what you've been doing you know like you know has this guy been traveling has this guy been like pushing his art has he been you know he or she been going out and getting up a lot like how big you know um you know how prolific and stuff so I was very, very flattered that a lot of people were um, throwing my name into the ring. And then it was, I don't know, I think maybe it was like 2016 or so when I won. That was cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I, Absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's man. Also,
2: what other countries have you, uh, have you been in?
0: Um, yeah, you know, I've done, um, let's see, I've done Chiang Mai. I've done all Thailand, which I really, really love. Nice. Um, I've done in U.S. I've done um, all over, um, you know, from like Hawaii down to Oakland and San Francisco and L.A., of course, uh, up to Seattle, easy, um, over to New York a few times, which I love, um, and then Chicago a few times and uh, Maryland, the D.C. Um, we've done uh, other countries. London, I, London's like my favorite. I go to London every two years. I was supposed to go in September, which is not happening, obviously. <laughs> of course. Um, what do you love
1: about London? So... Just curious. What do you love about
2: London? Because I, I love London. London too.
0: Yeah, man. You know, and I think it spurs from my first trip when I was in college and I took that skull photo. But sure. really and truly, I love the people. I have so many friends there now. I'm so lucky to have so many artist friends and, and over the years, so much networking. And I've kind of earned this reputation there where my shit doesn't just get gone over immediately which is like the thing that Amazing. any street artist earns is just like it's the most satisfying thing ever when you know the locals are like he's okay they're okay like you know like <laughs> we'll leave that you know like let yeah. it ride it's so great and and i mean i, I love the i love i love the vibe there you know it's like i use the uh metaphor the analogy of a bar a bar in america right it's cold cold metal tables they're bright they rush you in they rush you out you know in england you go into a pub and it's like warm and darkly lit and the table's been there for a fucking hundred years and it's chipped out and everyone doesn't nobody bothers you they just like leave you alone and they know you're just there to hang out and it's just this is just vibe you know and um, yeah it's kind of weird like in london i
1: feel like in in like watching sports in a bar it's kind of like a, an American thing like in, in in like Europe a lot of times they like go to the pub just to hang out and talk it's a place yeah. of like uh public. yeah they
2: talk a lot over there they actually, you know what I mean like Communicate.
1: for us yeah. like we gotta have the you you know the sports going on or yeah. you know, you know a like a yeah I, I just want to pull up this piece I thought is absolutely awesome this is like your collaboration with uh uh the RT London basically it's super, oh, yeah. it's super cool, man. So I that's
0: South, South Bank. Yeah, South Bank is a skate park that we always hit when we go to London. And it's a really cool skate park. And I always hit that one pillar <laughs> every <laughs> time I go. And it always gets, like, the first time I hit it, it was, like, a few days later it got gone over. And the second uh, time I hit it, it was, like, a couple months. And the third uh, time I hit it, it was, like, two years that it rode, pretty much. It was crazy. <laughs> and then when someone went over it, they, like, bombed a throwy over my mouth. My homie DRT came back and he just incorporated the rest of my piece into his piece, and that's, that's just awesome. like, oh, that's awesome. It, when That happens. I love I that. Love that's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, you know,
1: I I love that about the UK too. Their stuff is so, everything about uh, a lot of uh, UK stuff. It's like higher quality in my in my opinion, man. You, you know what I mean? Like their beer. They, it's you, you know, what I mean, I would say, man, UK has the best shit. Like music, beer. Okay, like. People say London has better Also food.
2: dress nicer, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's, they right, that's what they
0: speak <laughs> Eat better. Yeah.
1: You know, you know people do knock the food, but to me whenever I've been to London, I've had a great culinary experience, man. I mean,
0: yeah.
2: like,
1: meat Dude. pies, man. You can't get that shit here, man. Like you know what I mean? Curries,
2: they have good curries. Yes. That, that's that yeah that's <laughs> always
1: strange it's like curry is like the national dish of uh <laughs> of, of uk too yeah, yeah. You, you know what i mean
2: all right so i got a question for you yeah. um any problem with the uh um law in any of the foreign countries ever have any uh cops roll up on you or
0: no you know what's funny and i'll knock on wood but i have never had issues with cops in any foreign countries uh paris berlin london thailand i mean like i it's almost like I'll go a week in, in London, getting up from the morning, afternoon, nighttime, and there's no vigilante citizens, for the most part. They don't care. Oh, Either they don't those. care or they're like, that's cool. You know what I mean? Right. It's not, you know, right. in America, it's completely fucking different. There's like, it's Karens and Kevins everywhere, right? <laughs> the neighborhood so, vigilante, always. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 the, the majority of me running away from a situation has been because it's, you know, yeah, it's a vigilante citizen. Um, in, in London, I'll go a whole week getting up and not see a single police officer. It's crazy. Like, that's wild. It's like they only show up when there's a problem. They're not just looking for problems, like in the United States. So, um, well, no, you're I, had funny, fry. Oh, I had a funny story though. Yeah, I was in, uh, I was in Berlin and uh, one of my friends, D7606, lovely guy, um, I always hit him up when we're in um, England, and he travels with us um, into Europe too when we're hanging out. But he was like, "Oh, we should go through this park. It's pretty sketchy. There's a lot of drug dealers and stuff. But like, it's a cool park, and there's some cool murals. So just like, let's just stay together, and we're just gonna keep moving." And so we're walking through this this park, and um, as we and as we go in, we have a group of people like whispering drug-related things to us, like, "Hey, do you want to buy this or that?" You know. And then we make our way through and we're exiting and we can see the group on either end of these like pillars where you come in and out. And um, they're like, you know, we we assumed they were probably there doing the same thing. And as we're approaching, we're cresting them and they're all standing there. A cop car just rolls up to us like so fast and skids to a halt and they jump out. And then immediately all the, the people that were standing there on the edge, they just bolt away. They just bounce in every which direction. And the cops don't chase them. They start laughing. like They're like they just like, ha, ah, I got them All right, well, you know, they're gone now. We'll come back later. You know, it was like, there wasn't... Fun and, any- games. Yeah, Fun and yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. So. Meanwhile,
2: here in L.A. or whatever, you know, they're pulling guns on you and shit. Well, For what nothing. about in
1: Portland, man? That's a good segue, man. Let's talk about what's going on in Portland right now. Because shit is oh, fucking crazy right now. <laughs> in, uh,
0: in Portland, it's unreal. man. It's unreal. I, I have no words for it it's like black mirror shit man it's like i'm glad you have your place out
2: and away from it now Uh, yeah oh my god
0: it's i mean honestly like i've been struggling with it since day one because i wanted to be there at the protests um because you know like most people i've felt like a, a need to like be there in solidarity but at the same time with a global pandemic that's been really fucking scary for a long time, and I have a one-year-old now. You got a one-year-old um, skull I, now. Yeah, man. I gotta be careful, dude. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, he's number one thought in my mind. So, I haven't been there at the protests, but I've been Good. as vocal as I possibly can on on social media and utilizing my platform. But, but yeah, it's crazy. All my friends have been protesting, and I've heard firsthand accounts. I've, uh, I've seen live live streams every night. And I'm hearing the same story from every single person. And it's like, it's protest- protesters standing there in solidarity, um, either in silence or chanting, no violence, and just like, just tear gas and fucking batons and, 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 and you know, flashbangs and rubber bullets for fucking standing there. It's crazy. So, I mean, I don't understand it. At this point, it's, it's pure theater with the federal troops in there. It's, it's, you've seen the videos. It's Trump just being like, you know, you know, oh, these aren't protesters. These are anarchists, which is bullshit, you know, because they're just- I mean, there was action. a line
1: of moms,
2: <laughs> right? I, I saw that. <laughs> oh, I saw that. was ridiculous. And what they did to them, that was fucking horrible. That's, I, that's I amateur hour. Amateur hour fucking bullshit right there. Yeah, and well, there's those guys gonna, need more training. If they're gonna do that kind of oh, shit, yeah. they need they need they have a lot more training. because yeah. really
1: I I haven't actually seen this video. This is a real quick video. Let's just pull this up for the audience, actually, since we're uh, um, we're we're using this technology right now. So uh,
2: those uh, yeah, so people watching on YouTube can uh, check it
1: out Can relate. Isn't... Sorry, this is the advertisement.
0: Do you pull some buttons <laughs> I need a drink. Are these the moms? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty incredible.
2: I'm so glad I was not there, dude. I would be incarcerated. Yeah. I mean, th-
1: this is like regular people. This is not, these are not anarchists. You, you know what I mean? That's the craziest thing, man. the only reason
0: that they're all dressed up, the only reason that they have masks and helmets and shit on, like, I know when I say mask, I mean, like, gas mask. Well, the only reason they've had to, you know, graduate to that kind of paraphernalia is because it's become the only way you can stand there, you know? I mean, it's been proven over 50, you know, 50, what, 50 days or something. I was throwing gas uh, canisters at them. Yeah, and, and just the other night, I think it was last night, you have really creative... Portland protesters like there was one guy last night who had a hockey stick and he was he was swatting the tear gas canisters away from the crowd (laughs) you know pretty awesome you know I mean
1: I saw this one uh this one guy in the navy He's just standing there protesting, oh. and then this, this, this fucking yeah. like sh- small ass like. Let me see if I can pull yep. it up, man. Like, uh, yep. yeah,
0: he just stood there and took the beating. That was perfect horrible. example of like. And sure, I'm sure that people are saying shit to the cops, but like, as a police officer, you need to be held at a higher, uh, you know, a higher level of like being able to take verbal abuse. Like verbal abuse is legal. That's fine. Yeah, you can't absolutely. Do that. You got you a better tolerance. Someone for that what they're saying, like. This That's is exactly uh, what's
1: happening i'm pulling it up this is the like they just this is this is the actual guy man this is like a 50 year old man dude this guy is not arming them and look at this he's just take bam 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 just yeah. <laughs> trying to take him down man like this is an ex-military officer and military uh baby too, you, you know what i mean insane man yeah. like uh it jesus is. I don't know when, like, these people are going to realize we're all on the same side, actually, man. Like, it's not a, it's not like, us versus them kind of mentality. <clears throat> mentality,
0: man. I think I think we might, you know, Trump might need to be out of office before, before that happens. Because, I mean, all the governors, all the politicians in each state are saying, get them out. Get them out. Get the feds out. We don't want them. Like, it's all unison in that particular sentiment so it's not like people
2: don't understand the kind of rioting and protesting that that cities can actually withstand and and still grow out of you have gotta let people blow their steam off it's not gonna last forever but what happens when you start sending people in like that it's like putting gasoline on the damn fire you know yeah it it just makes it even worse and blows it even more out of proportion in my opinion i gotta say it's insane
1: man well, you know, let me let, let me ask you something real quick. I kind of noticed an interesting uh, pattern when I was looking at these skulls, and it could just be my brain relating to um, something familiar. Okay. Now, I was looking at this one, and then I was like, hmm, um, it reminded me a lot of like the Tribe Called Quest people, or also like the Joy Division pattern, um, kind of like, on this uh, thing I was just wondering is is there any inspiration behind that I mean any of this music stuff like inspire you or is it just my Uh, brain
0: you know to to be honest oh yeah that's cool yeah absolutely you know I haven't it was very organic the way that that particular texture uh, wiggled its way into (laughs) my work it was very (laughs) much the the medium itself speaking through the work because I pushed it away for years for years and years it was just me trying to carve carve the image out in that space where there's color and the eyes the like face of if you will that was just supposed to be chipped away as to make that stamp and then I, i i started realizing you know like oh this part of it's actually really cool so i would leave more of those little chipped bits into that carved out area and then eventually i don't know what where the where the break was for me, but I had this moment, this epiphany, I guess, where I just started realizing, like, oh, I need to, like, embrace this part of it, and use it, and not just try and look at it as, like, a detritus of the image, and, like, you know, rubbish that needs to get, like, torn out, and so at that point, I started you know, doing just like a a particular direction. And then I was like, no, I'm going to work with the curves of the image and I'm going to accent certain features. And if this part goes like this, I'm going to do another part in a completely different direction. And so, you know, I started getting really in my head about it. And, um, and at the point now where it's like certain features used to be carved like that and others weren't. Now every piece of the image has to be carved or else I'm not satisfied. So like, I used to do, you know, it used to be like if I was making a poison label or a poison bottle or something or a tombstone, certain parts of the images were carved and certain parts in the beginning were like digitally created. And now it's almost like I've become, I've I've become too um, pompous in a way in my own head where I'm like, I have to carve everything or it's not real or it's not good enough. (laughs) So if I have like this huge poster, like I'll show you when I do a tour, I'll show you there's a poster I made. Um, for my art show and it was a newspaper and it was like an almost an advertisement for a newspaper and it would have taken me a couple days if I just digitally designed it but I was like no I have to carve the whole thing oh and my it gosh t- it took me six months to carve oh that oh my know, every, gosh every, every night and like by the time I was done with it I wasn't that interested in it but I was really glad <laughs> that I finished it <laughs> but no one else had seen it yet so like i was excited in that way because i was like it's new for everyone else even if i fucking hate it by now
2: oh my god
1: grinder right here man hey you know what at the end of the day that's what uh i'm telling hold on i just got to pull up this because this is uh this is actually showing like what you're using like a burr and you're like Carving it into the thing—that's this is insane, man. I mean, I mean,
2: so, and I can't
0: you can believe did by hand.
1: This looks like it's like laser done, man. Like, it, <laughs> awesome job! It's a,
0: a collaboration with my friend Dreyfus in Idaho, and yeah, her character—you can see the open parts of her character are not finished yet. And right. so the way that I do it is I overlap all the little squiggles in, and I, and that is what creates that kind of organic flow. Mm, um, I see. Or that I've. I've figured out over time has gives that effect so i've you know and there's been plenty of blocks that i've carved that no one's ever seen because i hated the way it turned out and you can't just you know control z when you're carving something by hand so i just fucking threw away i I love that
1: (laughs) don't you wish there was like a control z button in life man that you can just like i'm gonna try to do this thing and then just uh control z it man (laughs) you know what i mean
0: does, Can, uh, it, 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 the fact that I know use the block confuses a lot of people. They're like, well, after you're done with the block and you've carved it, like, you know, what if you fuck it up? And I'm not as so afraid of messing things up, which is, you know, when people do block carving, if you work for 10 hours on it and then you mess something up, you're screwed because most people use those blocks and that's the end product for them. That's what they use to print. And for me, it's just a means to an end. So if I mess something up, it's okay, because I can fix it digitally before I screen print it. So I'm that's just, a, lot oh, it's a lot more suffering. pressure
2: taken off you right yeah. there. Holy cow. Now, are, are it,
0: it allows me to make more, uh, uh, take more chances and, be yeah. like, and not be afraid of doing something because I'm, a, you know, I'm afraid I might screw it up. So that's been super helpful. That
2: right there is the biggest problem a lot of artists have with working. They're, they get something going, and they're like, oh, I like this, I, I'm afraid to screw it up. Yeah. fuck it up screw yeah. it up okay because yeah. you're gonna do it again you're gonna do it better again some other time so um that being said can you uh can you take us on a little tour
0: yeah yeah absolutely so, all- this is one part i love about zoom <laughs> and selfie mode so this is my yeah. office um which is this little little corner back here um the shop's about 1800 square feet this is my <laughs> my uh leather I've been getting into leather, leather working over the last, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, over the last few months, and that's been really fun, um, and then, uh, uh, nudie calendar, every screen printing studio has to have one, uh, (laughs) book, um, uh, you know, all my friends have done murals in here, you know, this is, uh, this is my friend Gadzooks, he's a tattooer here in Portland, this is Dreyfus from Idaho, um, this is my, uh, my sticker shelf here, so on here, oh, like, you know, Look at that! Oh my God! Periods of little different designs, um, <laughs> and how obviously, so when I do sticker packs, most of the time I make them to order, so I can add in all the new stuff that I've been working on. Um, can I ask?
1: So you, is we, this your like special- main? This is this is your main source of like you do this full time, basically, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. It, took me about, it took me about five years to get there. I worked as a graphic designer a big company um i was a cubicle you know cubicle kid for five years while i did this every night and every weekend and then eventually, <laughs> you gotta let off got steam from your right?
1: cubicle on the street with street art basically right yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that was the way i paid for all the screen printing supplies because obviously even if you make a lot of your shit it's it's expensive so yeah, you, is. all my shipping here so shipping computer shipping station i mean that's as a freelancer and anyone who does merch like that's obviously a huge part your shipping has to be dialed in or you waste just way too much time yep. um, and uh let's see I've got some cool murals going on my friend yeah Keith, Elvrock. this is scam over here yep um we get into the ink zone over here so i've always wanted to have like a shallow ink shelf where i could see all the ink that i have and not have to dig through because digging through this kind of ink, I mean, just cover yourself every time, and you don't know. That is so brilliant.
2: Wow, look at that. Okay, for those of you who are just listening, he's got shelves lined up, and he's got colors of the rainbow, starting with red at the top, then orange, yellow, green, blue, and then purple down at the bottom, and so each shelf has the color pigment that is closest to that yellow or, you know, orange. That's brilliant, dude.
0: It's really efficient. You know, the shop has always been about efficiency for me, and how can I you know, I, I don't like closed doors. And I don't like cabinets. I want to see everything. I want to know yes. where everything is. I want to get to it quickly. Dude,
1: amazing yes, studio. Let me ask and, you real quick on the inks. Um, yeah, yeah. What is what's your preferred uh, uh, like a screen print for uh, your stickers? Usually, is it like a um, like a brand name like Nasdar or is it something that you like make yourself, or international? Like, what do you usually use, or is that a trade secret? It's,
0: it's called Craigslist. i go no honestly like dude i get a lot of stuff on craigslist there's unfortunately screen printing businesses are always closing i mean people people think it's an easy thing to get into they get into it for a few years they realize it's really fucking hard you have to have a really clear niche or just be like have enough clients to just pump stuff out all the time so yeah yeah, i mean i score a lot of different kind of things and i always test it myself first on my own stuff to make sure Hmm. it works um, but no I don't have a particular kind that I use I mean I use a little bit of everything um, nice So yeah um, and then the printing zone is over here so um, one of the things I
2: love that you do RX is uh, occasionally you'll do these sticker runs where you'll have a theme to it right uh-huh. Can you can yeah. you explain that
0: yeah yeah so those are our gang runs and I have a gang run on the table over here um, basically Gang run in printmaking terms is not—it's not a term that we coined. um, A gang, run <laughs> gang up a lot of images on a screen, and then um, that way everyone shares the startup cost of screen printing, which is quite a lot. You know, unlike digital printing, where you—of course, there's more to it than just clicking print. But essentially, you could print five, and it's the same amount of money in the startup cost as printing five thousand. Whereas screen printing, there have to be minimums because we're physically, you know, exposing the um the the image into a screen and we're pulling the ink through the screen. So um so yeah it's uh the gang runs are we do them every like month I would say, maybe sometimes every three weeks. And we have fun themes where we're like, all right everybody, uh if you want a slot in this gang run, you get a hundred stickers for you know 30 bucks. And um we're gonna do them red and blue overlay for the 3D effect. Or we're gonna do glow in the dark ink or we're gonna do neon vinyl or we're gonna do two-color, and one of them's going to be this, this, this. So it's a really cool way for people to get, like, hand-printed good-quality stickers um, and not have to break the bank on, like, doing a $200 order, you know? So it's been really cool, and it's created this really rad community of people who are super loyal and super, like, I mean, just –
1: yeah, hey, i'm a fan but when
0: you can get you know instead of having to get
2: like the 500 or thousand dollars you know thousand account stickers and spending all kinds of money you yeah. know if you can get a shorter run done like that for cheaper that's going to open it up for a lot of people right there.
0: yeah yeah and you can you can you can be anybody and submit a design like we're not picky we will walk you through the process of like which i do all the time you know like oh, i don't know anything about digital printing how do i submit my art and it's like okay well if it's a simple image Take a picture with your cell phone if it's complicated go to the print shop get it scanned so like there's always a way and anyone can be a part of it which is really cool how you know you know uh, how inclusive it can be so um so yeah we do a dry rack here i did this really cool with my crew today we did this water base we do water based printing too so this is a poster that we did for oh, our- cool saguaro texas. texas yeah amazing FD. so dry rack this is where we pull our vinyl this is where we uh have all of our inks and then our printing press which uh has vacuum, so it keeps the that's fancy out. that's super fancy and this is uh, called a micro correlator and this allows you to dial in the screen and holds it tight for registration and then this is a conveyor dryer which heats up the ink and sets it on the vinyl so that immediately it's good to go so that's the it's other. Bonds it. yeah it bonds it immediately so we don't have to wait you know most industry standard is you have to wait a day. So like yes. sometimes with the four color image, you're waiting oh. you're doing it in like in 4 days you have to do a finished the job because you have to wait for it to dry fully before each between each color.
1: Wow, I had no oh idea.
0: God. Yeah.
2: Man, no you wonder better you're afraid it's idea. not humid. Better play you down yeah. in some humid days. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to tell you the heating and cooling, I spent a lot of money on heating and cooling in the studio because that's the thing I've struggled with the most over the last 11 years in different studios. You know, the cold, the heat, everything changes the way the inks work, the emulsion sets, everything. So having being able to like maintain a a, a temperature in here mind blowingly yeah, oh, the best part about every, about the studio. People are like, You spent that much on heating and cooling is like, trust me, worth it. Completely worth it.
1: No, I'm yep. just really, really appreciating all the uh the detailed uh like i said i don't know if it's a science or art it's you know i mean because it's like it's both yeah definitely (laughs) man and it's just like it's so awesome to hear somebody like a master understands so much about it and uh breaking it down for us man thank you yeah please continue yeah
2: please continue
0: i I have to tell you this too this this mural like blows my mind so my friend vox romana um who you know of course teach um yeah we're gonna get
2: him on here soon
0: fuck yeah awesome he did this mural for us so that's awesome in command um, he goes by not cool and um, ah. and then of course me and my bandana so that was so fucking cool That was one of the first murals that was in here love it that is um, awesome.
1: dude, let's talk dude, about the bandana real quick man that bandana that you have <laughs> real quick yeah. is, uh, yeah. is a, yeah. you know i mean it's sick man we didn't Big
2: teeth.
1: <clears throat> it's like <laughs> <laughs> bring it up real quick these uh i guess it's a collaboration of uh sewn locally by black packs or something
0: they sewed those masks for me yeah so when the you know, whenever, when it was like, hey, guess what? These masks actually do something, which they fucking do. I hope everyone listening to this is wearing a mask in public. I mean, um, yes. you know, is, is like, you know, this was a cool way of me kind of, you know, making something fun for people who they might actually want to wear it and, you know, give some, you know, cause if you're going to wear them all the time, you might as well have a little bit of variety and it's kind of fun. And so I started yes. seeing these bandanas like about eight to nine years ago. And it was just like a silly thing and then it just became part of my branding. So I've been, I've probably made, I don't know how many thousand over the years. So it's so cool when, you know, they pop up in a in crowd or someone tags me in a photo or says like, oh, by the way, I saw like five of those teeth bandanas at a protest. It's like, I <laughs> make my day. They can't, can't day. get them
1: anymore. They're sold out, man. I, I wanted to promote it, but they're already, <laughs> they're only 15 <laughs> yeah. bucks. Man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have my own though that are they're on my online store that I that I do, you know, shameless Okay, promotion. there you go. So, okay, um, well, yeah Shit, man this fun. is
1: a good I, this is a good time uh well let's finish the studio tour first man yeah
0: this is my this is the cutting area so if you order a cut job from me we can do kiss cut or die cut so this machine was fancy that's yeah, fancy yeah this thing reads the registration marks that we screen print and then it cuts them out so wow. um, it, it has certain restrictions and that was a trial and error exercise in its own that was just a huge pain in the ass but but uh but yeah very worth it and very very important so how much did that machine cost approximately two and a half grand for one of those yeah i've had that one for about eight years and it's like dying so i'm on the lookout right now for a new one but the problem is with covid i can't get any reps on the phone so i'm kind of like oh my god (laughs) so um a lot of storage vinyl storage and paper storage My. My homie Pono did this mural for me. Awesome. awesome. Um, my uh, my bathroom, like I wanted to have a bathroom, like a bar bathroom that was just crushed. My homie Wokeface did this collab with me and she painted the outside of the, of the oh, mural. Oh, that's awesome. And we're into the potty Lives room. There's potty on the bathroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow,
0: and, uh, look at that. smashed in here, you know, so Whoa. just, you know. Dude, that is awesome. And then, you know, we can get like fancy with it and turn the lights dude, I gotta on. I got to
2: come see your new place and and bomb it.
0: Yeah. You got to do it. You got the got the lights. Those are pretty fun. Oh wow. Yeah. Those Damn, fun.
2: those are fancy, bro. Yeah. Fancy
0: lights. But yeah, just, you know, stickers everywhere, posters. So there's the newspaper that I did um that was pretty fun. So neatly and, placed. Uh, holy dude. cow, dude. that whole thing. Oh my God! Took forever. So I just did a bunch of cheeky shit, you know, like, um, you know, scientists finally reveal, prove that stickers are in fact not toy. Graph scene outraged. You know, Um, that was a fun project. It definitely pushed me um, in ways that I haven't been pushed in that medium before. So that was really cool.
2: Oh my God, man, I might need to get one of those. That's
0: I made wheat paste of it too. So I can definitely send you one of those. It was important to have like a hangout zone too. So I've got a couple of hand-me-down big fluffy couches, um, big work table. Uh, oh, nice. watch a lot of movies as background noise. So we got a couple TVs around for, for movies. We got a little kitchenette and then this is the gang run that we're working on. So we print custom boxes with our images on them. Fancy. And then here's the stickers. So for this one. Oh, the This was the Samesies, yeah. So we did same color on same color on same color. So we did like green on green on green and purple on purple on purple and pink on pink on pink. That's and cool. So it was a fun theme, yeah. So these are all the stickers that we're getting ready to package up and mail off tomorrow. And uh, nice. the last two wow. little areas are in here. This is the washout room. So we do all of our cleaning. It's got ventilation in here, so we're not rotting our brains. Um, <laughs> and uh, so here's the big washout booth where the screens go and get cleaned. Wow! Prepared. Oh my gosh, you
2: know, dude! Lots of That's like awesome.
0: safety shit, like filtration. Uh huh. Um, you know, gotta. This is my home, so I gotta be careful. Yeah. And then the last room is the exposure room here. So the, all the screen storage, um, all safe lights because everything's, you know, photo emulsion, so it's uh, light sensitive. And then the, wow. this is the burn table where we expose all the screens. <clears throat> uh, little fridge for the emulsion so it lasts longer. It's a good trick.
2: Mm-hmm. Smart.
0: Yeah. that's
1: this is amazing, the man.
0: There's a, there's a loft space, too, above this room that we're in right now and and um that's where the heating and cooling is and that's where the uh some storage is so right up there um, oh wow man and that's man, that this is, is a awesome. facility
1: man this is a facility
2: <laughs> i have such space in me oh I just want it to come and camp out in your bank yard and work in the studio
0: come please come come you got to come do a. Then come do some podcasts from here when everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. dude, that's what, like
2: I said, that's what we are the original plan. You know, I, I told that. James,
0: I'm like, dude, what we need to do is we
2: need to go up to Portland because there are some homies up there that are talented, and they, you know, we got to get these guys on. And you know, this is the ones that I wanted to actually do in person. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know, dude, we'll do. We'll so have it. For, we'll,
1: uh, have RX on again, man, because like, I mean, the in the in the future, basically, we'll have like kind of like. A video whole oh, thing dude. that goes along with the podcast man and <laughs> we've
2: already gone over an hour <laughs> yeah oh,
1: man. Really? <laughs> <clears throat> dude man that's what i'm saying we gotta we gotta have rx on again man because uh, he's just a wealth of a well of knowledge man you, you know what i mean especially because i know some screen printers and i'm gonna forward this to, uh, to them because like man dude there, there's just so much to learn man and uh, um, dude, where can they find your stuff man if they want to put it in an order or something like that
2: yeah, what's the best yeah. way or the most um, desirable way for you for people to get in touch?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm 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 really good about being active on social media. Um, um, it's always cool to DM me on my account. Um, I'll see that and respond. Uh, the best way, the most organized way, is um, emailing me through my online store. So there's a link in my bio. It's just arcskulls.com. And there's some cool stuff that um, that shows like some of my blocks and you can see some fun videos and stuff. Yeah. So there's some videos that are cool. And so there's my shop. I'll link to my shop and there's a contact for emailing me and um, yeah, you know, just email me and, um, and we can chat about whatever you want. You know, it's, it's like, that's what we, what we love to do is just custom stuff. And so I want to be able to look at your art and make sure that we're using the process and the best way to highlight your work. So and those yeah, are some, amazing. yeah, those are some really early ones. So you can see that I was just carving away a lot of that inside bit. And then at a certain point at mm-hmm. the start, you start seeing it get like more and more evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing
1: man. Well, hell yeah, man. Well, and you know, there's a nice shop right here. Um, and then there's the contact man. A lot of the leather stuff that you've been working on, which is, dude. You know, so innovative man i'm just i'm just i'm just yeah, blown yeah. away man i mean like i said we will definitely promote your stuff a lot more on LA Art gallery man so uh uh dude thank that. you so much for coming on man and uh yeah it's just
0: fun
1: uh, yeah definitely and, and and you know any anything else you uh anything else coming up or uh you know next time we'll, we'll definitely uh come up and visit you man
0: i would love that i would love that i could uh, uh i will say that i'm i'm I haven't told anyone this yet, but this is a fun way to let people know. Um, in the next month or so, I'm throwing a, a an event, um, very safe event, COVID-friendly, um, where I'm doing a, a thing at a, a local shop here. When you come to Portland, PD Exchange is a shop. Um, Pinkies is also a really great shop on um, on uh, in North Portland, but there's a shop called PD Exchange on uh, on Mississippi Street. And um, they sell street art and have street art bombed through the entire retail shop. But I'm doing an event there where I'm going to actually rivet um, like this, like rivet leather bracelets onto people's wrists, which means they can't come off. So I'm going to permanently put these on people. It'll be like one at a time, people will come into the back. I'll have a, you know, plexi partition. I'll size it for each person. They'll be stamped with skulls, it'll be numbered rivet it on and the idea is that you wear it for a whole year and then you come back we'll get your email we'll contact everyone and say okay now come back I've got a screen a free screen print for you so please come back and then we're gonna get really cool professional photographs of what they look like before and what they look like a year later because the cool thing about leather oh, wow. is the patina is so cool you know and some yeah. of them are gonna be really dark and some of them are gonna be fucked up and some of them are gonna be cleaner and some of them are gonna be all paint splattered and whatever so I just think it'd be a really cool, like, long-term project. So I'm going to be talking about that. Such a soon. good idea. Definitely look forward to that if anyone in Portland or near Portland wants to come and check that out.
1: Hell yeah, man, dude. That's a great idea, amazing, man. Love man. Seriously. And like I said, once this whole thing uh, is over, man, we'll definitely invite you to uh, hang out in the studio. We'll come up and visit you, man, all right?
2: No, we're going up there. Hell yeah. going up there. They have now, some Port- of the best Portland. food in the world yeah. in Portland. The restaurants, oh my God. Oh yeah, Dr. man. Scott I, I love me some biscuits. There. Man. Hell yeah. Um, oh my god, such good food. Yeah, Shout out man. to Dr. Scott up there too, man. Uh I wanna get him in here as well.
0: Um, and weed's legal, so Portland that's always a good thing in, in.
1: Portland. Yeah. <laughs> great weed in Portland. Yeah.
0: Well we'll you know, when all this is over, you come here, we'll come there. it's been too long since we've been to LA, so that's definitely high on our list. So that will be great to we'll do a flip flop when all this Hell goes down. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely,
1: we love some recommendations for uh, future guests on the podcast, too, man. Yeah. It seems like you got a great resource. Definitely. All right, and we want to showcase some uh, Portland artists as well, too. You, you know what I mean? We've been doing a lot in yeah. New York as well, too. Well,
2: I got my list ready. I'm, I'm yeah. going to be kind of them. <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: Awesome, um, awesome, man. All right, well, shit, man. It's, it's, that hour blew by, man. So, yeah. uh, like I said, I can't wait, man, man, to hang out with you some more, man, and learn a little bit more about screen printing, man. So, thank you so much, man. appreciate it.
0: No doubt. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. This has been fun. To the audience, love you guys.
1: Take care and
0: peace.
2: Peace.